In May of 1940, the surprise party held its own convention. Of course, all of the 8,000 quote unquote delegates in attendance voted in the Gracie Allen ticket. As time went on, the country embraced the idea. Vote for Gracie Buttons appeared everywhere. Even Harvard students pledged their support. What do three former car hops have in common? We, we all want a woman president. president. I'm Paula. I'm Kathy. I'm Augie. Did you know there have been 59 presidential elections and 46 presidents? 137 women have run. 66 got their party nomination and represented their party on the U.S. presidential ballot. And zero have been elected. It's been a little over half a century between the time when Delville Lockwood ran for president and when Gracie Allen took the same path. A lot can happen in 50 years. Here are some of the most interesting events. 1925. Tennessee passes a law against the teaching of evolution in public schools. Wyoming elected Nellie Ross as the first woman governor in the United States. Texas elected Miriam Ferguson two weeks later, making her the second woman governor. 1927, the jazz singer, the first motion picture with sound, is released. The Civil War in China prompts 1,000 United States Marines to land there in order to protect property of United States interests. June 17, 1928, Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly over the Atlantic Ocean. The Wall Street Crash of 1929 triggers the Great Depression. 1932, Hattie Wyatt Carraway of Arkansas was the first woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate. She had filled the seat of her husband who had died in office in 1931. She was then elected in 1932 and re-elected in 1938. On her final day in the Senate, she received a rare standing ovation from her all-male colleagues. 1937, the Golden Gate Bridge is completed. 1937, the Appalachian Trail extending 2,000 miles is completed. 1940, Tuesday, November 5. Democratic President Franklin D. Roosevelt was re-elected President of the United States. December 7, 1941, the United States enters World War II. And now let's see how today's candidate impacted history. Gracie Ethel Cecile Rosalie Allen was born in San Francisco, July 26, 1895. Her parents were George and Molly Allen. Gracie was one of the few people who were born with two different colored eyes, one blue and one green. She started performing at age three. Later, she and her sisters were Irish folk dancers and billed as the Four Colleens. At age 14 years old, Allen joined her sister Bessie's vaudeville act. In 1914, at age 19, she graduated from Star of the Sea Convent School and was deemed a very talented dancer. While Gracie was attending secretarial school, a roommate invited her to New Jersey to see a comedy act that was splitting up. And that's where it all began. She met George Burns and they had chemistry. In 1922, she and George formed their own comedy act. It took him four more years to convince her to marry him. They were married on January 7, 1926, when Gracie was 30. Now, if you're thinking that sometimes the year and her age 
doesn't quite add up, it might be because some discrepancies exist as to the date of her birth. Depending on the source, Alan is alleged to have been born on July 26th in 1895, 1896, and 1902, or 1906. All public records of San Francisco were destroyed in the earthquake and great fire of April 1906. She would say that her birth certificate had been destroyed in the earthquake. When someone would point out that she was born in July, but that the earthquake was three months earlier in April, Alan would simply smile and reply, well, it was an awful big earthquake. <laughs> her husband, George Burns, professed not to know exactly how old she was, though it was probably he who provided the date of her birth as July 26, 1902, which appears on her death record. Her crypt marker also shows her year of birth as 1902. In the early 1930s, Burns and Allen made several short films, preserving several of their classic vaudeville routines for posterity. In the 1930s, Burns and Allen adopted a daughter and a son after discovering they could not conceive on their own. In 1940, at age 45, Gracie ran for president on the surprise party ticket. <laughs> This makes her the third woman to run for president of the United States after Victoria Woodhull ran in 1872 and Belva Ann Lockwood ran both in 1884 and 1888. When President Franklin D. Roosevelt decided to run for an unprecedented third term, the competition seemed to stop trying. For FDR, the race seemed to be a lock. That is until Gracie and George Burns threw her hat in the ring. Early in 1940, as a publicity stunt, Gracie Allen announced her run for president as the surprise party candidate. When they announced on their radio show in February, Gracie and George thought they'd get a few chuckles and some promotional buzz. But surprise, the idea caught on and captured the imagination of the nation. Sounds like the surprise party even surprised the hosts. I think the nation needed this distraction. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Her platform was rather unusual. She pledged programs that involved offering correspondence courses for unemployed workers so they could fail to find jobs in three or four different industries. And she also refused to share the ticket with a vice presidential nominee, claiming she didn't want any vice in the White House. She also promised to settle the Florida-California border dispute. Well, unfortunately, that dispute is still ongoing. All right. <laughs> The silliness escalated. In May of 1940, the surprise party held its own convention. Of course, all of the 8,000 quote-unquote delegates in attendance voted in the Gracie Allen ticket. As time went on, the country embraced the idea. Vote for Gracie Buttons appeared everywhere. Even Harvard students pledged their support. It just shows everybody loves Gracie. You everybody can't help does. it. Yeah. Gracie. She was offered a mayoral job for a town in the Midwest. The joke spread like wildfire, even without Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To enhance the publicity stunt, Gracie went on a whistle-stop train tour with at least 30 stops. Each stop drew huge crowds. Because it was a leap year, a kangaroo was the mascot. Gracie Allen appeared as the guest of honor at the Women's National Press Club at the invitation of the wife of one of her quote-unquote rivals. Eleanor Roosevelt. Allen's campaign slogan was, down with common sense, vote for Gracie Allen. 
That's perfect, <laughs> right? Yeah. She got the nation laughing. She did. They needed it. But it became apparent that her campaign was getting out of hand. Still in the aftermath of the Great Depression, Allen acknowledged the country was in rough shape. People had enjoyed the much needed distraction, but now was the time to listen to and get ready to vote for the real candidates. In the end, Roosevelt won by 27 million popular votes on his way to a third term. Not surprising, no pun intended. Several thousand Americans still cast their votes for Gracie Allen of the surprise party, even though she had ended her campaign months earlier. She served in the American Women's Voluntary Service during World War II, catering to coast watchers, visiting military hospitals, and entertaining in army camps. In autumn 1949, the Burns and Allen radio show became part of the CBS lineup. Gracie has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at 6672 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. The Alliance for Women in Media Foundation annually presents the Gracie Awards. Named after the late Gracie Allen, the Gracie Awards acknowledge outstanding team leadership and individual achievement. The Gracies focus on women who are making a positive change and who further the discussion of what fulfilling careers in media look like. In 2009, Gracie was featured with her husband on a 44 cent USA commemorative postage stamp honoring the George Burns and Gracie Allen show of 1950. In 1958, she began having mild cardiac events and retired. Gracie Allen fought a long battle with heart disease, ultimately dying of a heart attack in Hollywood on August 27, 1964, at age 69. We'd like to convey our immense gratitude and respect for the many women who have run for president. And to all the women, past, present, and emerging, who bring us closer to cracking the patriarchal system, we say thank you. We love to hear from you. You can join the growing group of A Woman President fans and let the Carhops know what's going on in your mind regarding the courageous women presented in this podcast. For comments, questions, show notes, and resources, or to just join our email list, visit our website, awomanpresident.com. We won't sell your information, and we only occasionally send out short and sweet updates. Thanks for listening. And thank you for recommending the podcast to your friends. Remember, you too can be a super spreader for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Carhop Productions. So until the next installment, our hope is that you will be inspired, be involved, be heard, and be kind. Ta-ta for now, the Carhops. <laughs>